you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. agency is here. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live in New York City Wednesday, March 16th. I'm Kay Adams. We've got Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Super Bowl champion, Sean O'Hara, and the return of the, is it 1,000 or 3,000? The trade bot. Trade bot 1,000. 1,000. I don't know the ingredients of it, but there is a machine that is going to spit out trade opportunities and offers. And I, I just play the, the role of scientist and try to figure her out. And then we go from there. You know. like I heard some rumors. Off. About you get to figure it out. Yeah. We will play uh, a lot of games today. We've got lots of fun. Yeah. And Happy New Year, Sean O'Hara, because it is the new league uh-huh. year. Today, to you guys, of course, six years in a row. Uh, It kicks off at 4 p.m. Eastern. That means a lot of those expected signings that we've seen announced over the past two days can come to fruition, ink to paper, and they can become official. You guys can tweet our show at GMFB. We get started right now and bring in Ian Rappaport. Ian, happy new year to you, my friend. My resolution is that all 32 have viable quarterback options, so let's get that done by the end of our four-hour show here today. And the Deshaun Watson talk is picking up steam. What is the latest on some teams interested in him? And then, of course, we have what I woke up to this morning, a lengthy statement issued by an irked, seemingly, Baker Mayfield last night. Irked is a word. I think it's a good one in this case for Baker Mayfield. But let's get to what is going on in the Deshaun Watson situation first. Of course, we know that earlier in the week, he met with the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers in person in Houston. Both those teams have significant trade offers out for Watson with the Houston Texans, three first-rounders and more. Yesterday, the Cleveland Browns met face-to-face with Watson as well. Of course, he has a no-trade cost, so these meetings are important. He has to say yay or nay for a team that wants to trade him. The Cleveland Browns also made a significant offer to the Houston Texans uh, for Deshaun Watson, including three first-round picks and more. Sounds like these offers are, are basically similar. And then today, the Atlanta Falcons would like to meet with Deshaun Watson. We will see 
What is the status of that? So that's the Deshaun Watson situation. But of course, that is not all. You mentioned the Baker Mayfield lengthy statement late last night while you were sleeping, while some of us were grinding. It is it is quite a message. And, you know, Baker Mayfield has always been an upfront dude. He's pretty clear in this. This is not a message with hidden meaning. It is simply to thank the city of Cleveland, to talk about the memories, uh, to focus only on what he can control. He says he trusts God's plan and basically trusts what happens next. He's given everything he can to this franchise. He talks about Cleveland will always be a part of his family. My understanding of this Baker Mayfield statement, it's not a goodbye note. It is, if I have to say goodbye, this is the kind of note that I would write. Of course, Baker Mayfield feels some sort of way with the Cleveland Browns openly flirting with another quarterback while he is still employed by them. So this is his way of saying, if something happens, if I'm on the outs, if the Browns would have to trade me, then thank you to the city of Cleveland for everything. Signed at Baker Reagan Mayfield making it super official. Ian, we appreciate you. The way I read it is emotionally, of course, understandably so, giving a lot to the franchise. I respect, as we say bye to you, Ian, and hello to Peter Schrager, that he cares deeply. You can tell that he cares. A bit of a weird move. What did you make of it? A bit of a weird move. I thought it pits Baker and his fans, because he does have a fan base and you know puts a sympathetic piece to it against his current employers. And you can say, well, they did that. That's business. I, I, that's how I... Hey, if Deshaun Watson doesn't get traded to the to the Browns, where are we? And then we're in an even weirder spot. If they were to trade for Deshaun Watson, then sure, Baker can go. I think he's got every right to be outraged and be upset. Hey, I'm your current quarterback. How dare you? Da 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 Do all this stuff. But to do it preemptively, and I think we might find out about Watson today or tomorrow when the league New Year starts. Like I think that trade might go down, and it might not go to Cleveland. What position did you just put yourself in with the rest of the team, especially during negotiations for potential contract ex- extension? So mm. you could say he's got every right to f- you could feel one way to put it publicly, though, and do this sappy, teary-eyed goodbye to Cleveland, but it's not goodbye, but maybe it's goodbye, and I'm just saying, and da, 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 like, I don't know. It puts the attention on Baker this morning in a way that I don't think he necessarily needs to have on him. It makes him open up to criticism. It makes him look like there's someone who's seeking the sympathy of others when he might have gotten that naturally through the situation. This was a very awkward spot for him to be put in. And I think everyone empathizes for what he's going through right now because to Ian's point, they offered three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. That has already been offered. They're not even getting in the room unless they're offering that Mm -hmm. to Houston. Mm -hmm. So Cleveland has made their feelings felt that, hey, we'd rather Watson than you. That is obvious. But for Baker then to proactively and I guess preemptively put out this statement before the deal is done, I I can only imagine at 401 today if Mm. Deshaun Watson's trade to the Saints, where are we at and was that message needed? Couldn't we have just had some conversations after the fact? This is Baker. This is Baker. This is Baker. This is what they drafted first overall and kind of the reason why John Dorsey took him first overall. He likes that kind of stick. But I think it puts everyone in a far worse position than they were even after they have met with the Texans. Yeah, I don't think we should be surprised by Baker doing this, right? I mean, this is the guy that planted the flag in, in, in the field. This is a guy that's always worn his emotion on the sleeve, and he's always said what he thought and didn't care what anybody thought about where he wore his hat, forward or backwards, and what he said and what he did. But I will say this, Shregs, you bring up the great point about this isn't like the Browns were doing their due diligence on a free agent quarterback and, hey, we're going to bring somebody in and we've got to make sure that we do everything we can to set the franchise up, you know, in case you're not here, in case you're hurt. They had to offer the trade and get permission to go talk to him 
And then you find out if you're Baker Mayfield that, oh, the owners and the brass and everybody, they got on a private jet and flew down there to meet with Deshaun Watson after he had his debriefing for these lawsuits that are still going on. They're talking to him right now. So I don't, I don't blame Baker one iota right now when this is going on. And former number one overall pick, when you look at Cleveland Browns, they've been desperate for a quarterback to win a football game, win an important football game. And Baker Mayfield finally delivered on that. So, look, I'm not saying the Browns owe him anything, but I also will say this. Baker, I love that he's staying true to who he is. Look, he's not hes not worried about perception. He's not worried about, look, do people really care about me? Do they like me? Like, I like the fact that he got in front of it and thanked mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns fans. Something's happening here. Somebody had to tell Baker something in order for him to publish that and to come out with it because once once you've outed it like that, yeah, you're right, Peter. It's, where, do you, where do you go from there? There's change coming in Cleveland. They, Baker's not mm. the only one that's leaving there. Mm-hmm. Look, they, got, they, they got rid of OBJ. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Juice. Mm-hmm. They just got rid of uh, J.C. Treader, who was their center and the NFLPA president. So anybody with, with a personality and with some leadership aspect on the locker room right now seems like things are on tilt a little bit mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Browns. I, I'm usually a cynic. This thing, this thing makes me all mushy. I love it. You really? I, I do. Yeah. I, I mean, I heard Time of Your Life by Green Day as I read this. I'm into it. And you know what, Peter? You're right. Maybe strategically it's not the same thing. God goes with what got him here. He's a from-the-hip guy. I don't think if he didn't make moves like this or speak like this, I don't even think he'd be in Cleveland right now. He might even be in the NFL right now. And I, I think it's probably done. Like, I think he probably knows a little bit more than we do. Because the problem isn't just what you're saying, that, oh, they're interested in Deshaun. It's not only that they don't really believe in what you and they want him more. They're willing to pay the world to get him. That's how much they want him more than you. It's not like he's a free agent. No, they got to trade everything to get him just to get in the room. Like you said, it's like, not only did I see another woman, honey, I also took her to Tahiti. That's how bad I want. Wow, you took it. The -the over-the-water bungalow is what they're doing with Deshaun Watson right now. And there's part of me that as a guy who gets excited about Baker and likes what he's accomplished to come out and say, now hold on. Four head coaches in three years, torn labrum, took the worst franchise in sports out of hell, made the matter, beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. But I'm not saying that this morning because I'm gonna say what I've said all week. Deshaun Watson is better than their quarterback. Look around. You got to have a great quarterback. You don't have squat. Baker hasn't been great. Any team that is not thrilled with their quarterback situation and what they're paying him should look at that guy right there. He's better. So I do like Baker, and I like that he did this, and that makes me like him even more. He told Cleveland, I love you. (laughs) No one tells Cleveland that ever. LeBron left twice, and he's like, I want to be here with my family. That gets to me, and I'm not even from Cleveland. I wish the football was, football was better, because there's this guy out there who's amazing, who will probably be better than Baker, and I don't blame the Browns for going to look at him. He's one of a kind. Baker's Baker. kind of Baker. Is there room for him in the league if it's not in Cleveland? Is that was part of his strategy to sort of appeal to the fan base? You're saying he doesn't care. He deeply cares. That's all I got from this message. I could not disagree with what you said more. He doesn't care what people think about him. He doesn't care. He, this was a an emotional response to this happening. This is That's all that this is. This is... If anything, if there's any good in this message, because it's obviously out there too early, this reminds me of when we were all hungover and we came into a show the day after Thanksgiving and there was a Instagram post by Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. You guys don't remember this? Yeah, sure. And it was him and we were like, is this? And it came out that he was hacked. But we're like, or were you emotional about potentially being, do you remember this? Yeah, he was the with only the other time, the time. only other yeah. time that I remember this happening and it was the Patriots and where did they say he was getting He's just like, it's been real, boss, then I'm out of here. He sends like a goodbye. A very, you know, I don't know if he had too much tryptophan, a little too much whiskey the night before, but it was, it gives it gives me tones of that, and that, to me, Peter, is just an emotional response, which I do like seeing how deeply he cares. I don't know if it matters. 
I know he started his career there, and I don't know where he goes from here. But he might have to be in Cleveland if they don't yeah. get Watson, because we're at the stage now where you're going to trade him for 30 cents on the dollar after this. Like this message right here, it pits Baker versus the organization, and it hadn't been that way yet. Mm-hmm. Now, the organization has made their feelings felt, but it wasn't like they were shopping him for you know a bag of peanuts. It was like Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's available. It's, it's, it's a satellite of a comet coming through, like, and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do what's best for us. And Baker didn't take to that kind of. I, it's very interesting because it now became not. Oh, poor Baker became Baker versus the Browns. And that's a different tone to this whole thing. Aren't you hungry for some authenticity, though, Peter? Yeah. We're seeing all these pre-produced, planned retirements ahead with documentary specials and all that stuff that is so... This is real. This is just like, you know what? I'm pissed. I'm emotional. I love you. How many times do you think he deleted that draft? Probably looked it over And looked it over and then wrote another one and then wrote another one over the last few days. There's definitely a few few copies, a few rough drafts in there on that. Uh, The one thing I I think that's interesting about Baker, and I remember when he was coming out, I was talking to a couple different coaches about him. What was the interviews like? The one thing that everybody said about Baker coming out was, man, the locker room loves this guy. Like, the huddle loves the sure. guy. Like, he, he's everyone's favorite. So, all of a sudden, he goes to Cleveland. I'll, I'll never forget when Odell Beckham Jr. goes to the Browns via the trade. Yeah. And he's raving about Baker Mayfield, talking uh-huh. about how good his arm is. Man, this guy's arm is live. And people thought it was shade on Eli, but it was really OBJ just pumping up his guy and really like it. I mean, uh, Baker in the locker room, that's why it must have been really hard for him to send that note out, not just to the fans, but now all of a sudden, like, you're not going to, you may not be in that locker room again. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's tough. That's tough for players to see guys but go on. What like happened that. to and, Odell and, and Baker? It didn't end well. Mm-mm. Odell's t- I mean, like I, 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 I don't know where you're. I don't. I don't see what you're seeing. I'm seeing players leaving. I'm not seeing. Are there tweets from players responding to this or saying Baker should be the guy? I don't know, but I, I've, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Baker, t- mm. a teammate. You hear it from the media, and there's beef with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you heard a player come out of the locker room and say, "Man, Baker's a handful. Mm-hmm. We don't like that guy." No, I haven't heard anybody. Mm-hmm. May prove me wrong, mm-hmm. but. Guys like Baker Mayfield, that, that's a huge component of being a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what everybody thinks about everybody on the outside is one thing, but that's what teams value the most is mm-hmm. what do the players think about him? What do the coaches think about him? Yeah. What's going on in the building? Mm-hmm. I think Baker I think Baker is loved in that building. Mm. We just heard from Ian that the Falcons in play. No, we didn't just hear from it. We heard from Peter Schrager yesterday that, putting that into the ether. Did you know something? Pixie really? dust. What happened? Yeah, there was you a mystery team, and I knew that uh, it might be the Falcons, but I wasn't. <laughs> sure enough to say, the Falcons are going for him. I just knew that they might be circling. So they might be meeting with him. They might be, and that's the latest right now. We don't have a time for today at okay. the moment. Honestly, there's still some things that the Falcons have to work out and that Watson's camp and the Texans. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing set on the schedule yet, but they certainly would like to meet with Watson. So they're in play. The Falcons yes. in play for Watson. You heard it here first on Good Morning Football <laughs> yesterday, manifested law of attraction style. But believe it or not, if the Falcons do somehow pull this off and get Deshaun Watson, which I would not put it past them to do because Peter put it out into the either then Matt Ryan would be the best fit for the Colts rather than Jimmy Garoppolo or Jameis Winston mm-hmm. or the rookie mm-hmm. option tricks. That would be an ideal situation for the Colts. And you get Matt Ryan in the final year of a contract. You can extend him. You don't have to extend him. Uh, look at these options. I don't think there's a question that Matt Ryan is a better option than Jimmy, Jameis, or a rookie for the Colts. Now, for another team who might not be knocking on the door, might not be ready to compete, they might say, okay, well, let's let's give Jameis a whirl. Let's go with a rookie a whirl. Let's even go with Jimmy Garoppolo, who's the younger quarterback. But gosh, if Matt Ryan's suddenly on the block and you're the Colts who... Just two years ago, rolled the dice on Phillip Rivers with similar with the same roster. I think Matt Ryan's even a better option than that was two years ago. So this could all work out in a way with them trading away Carson Wentz, getting the Washington Commanders to pick up that contract, them to have all this cap space where they can take a ride on a former MVP's train all the way to wherever he wants to take them. And maybe he'd be rejuvenated. Maybe we'd see even more with him and Frank Reich. So I think this would be great for the mm-hmm. Colts. 
if they can work it all out. But first, the Falcons have to get the meeting, and then the Falcons then, once getting the meeting, have to convince whoever else that they are the ideal destination for Deshaun Watson. There should be its own segment, go believe Shregs or not. Do you believe Peter being <laughs> believe, full of crap that he doesn't know anything? Or do you, I mean, that's the segment, Peter. You can't you get a lot of eyeballs. And I love that it makes you just slightly uncomfortable. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of fun for you us. You can't go out there and say the Falcons are Deshaun Watson, and then if, it, they, if they don't have a meeting, it's just, it's foolish. It's crazy time. Speaking of that, emoji. we have Matt Ryan with a Colts logo next to him. That's what this is all about. I just like it. Who knows if that's going to happen? It's fine, I think. I I actually think it's really reminiscent of the Philip Rivers thing, Peter. I I think it's almost the same thing. I think and win a Super Bowl with Matt Ryan? No, I I don't think so. I just feel the Colts thing is so strange, and Kay's been on it all week, and it's it's not getting any less strange. They're all just fine. Jimmy, Jameis, Matt Ryan, sure, is it slightly better, but is it like, we're set, we got it, it's a really expensive Matt Ryan, we're going... I don't know. I think it's okay. Probably the best option that I've seen. We may be putting up Baker Mayfield next to a Colts logo tomorrow. You know what? We may do it later in the show. And I think I like that more than all of them. So right now, Matt Ryan is your clubhouse leader in the form of a club sandwich on the menu. It's just sort of, yeah, I'll go with the club. Can't really go wrong. Turkey. It's not the sizzling fajitas, but it's fine. Light on the mayo, please. What do you think, Sean? Uh, Baker to the Colts. (laughs) That that could be interesting, too. Look, if you don't like the menu, uh, the food menu, just start with the cocktail. Hello. And everything else tastes better after that. Sean, I think we, Matt Ryan, if all of a sudden you hear the news that, man, Atlanta is, is looking at, at Deshaun Watson bringing me in, you're probably a little bit feeling like Baker Mayfield. But then all of a sudden, if someone tells you you're going to go play for the Indianapolis Colts and you get to play behind that offensive line yeah. and you get to hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor and you get to, to play in, in an indoor stadium at Lucas Oil Stadium. Again, Matt Ryan, obviously he's indoors with Atlanta, but I, I think for Matt Ryan, that would be a breath of fresh air for him. Sure. And as much as he doesn't want to supplant his family and move, I mean, you're, you're going to a really good opportunity. And I think for Matt Ryan, who has seen and taken his seen some shoddy offensive line play mm-hmm. and some taken some lumps over the years, they, they try to rebuild that offensive line through some draft picks, and um, they just feels like Stafford, right? Things. But I, I feel like yeah, Stafford just did it. Look, that's like the new trend. Look, I'm going to go to Indy. And you know what? I, I think that, that Matt Ryan's got to be excited about that, the possibility of that opportunity mm-hmm. if it comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. Big price tag at GMFU. What do you guys think? Matt Ryan, can you see him in a Colts uniform? Should he be? Do you believe Shrakes or not? Let us know at GMFU. We've got so much more to get to on the show. We'll talk best available as far as free agent, who is a big spender, what it means, how the complexion of the league has changed. More on our show today. Welcome to the new year. Jones. We just talked to Tom Pelissero about Von Miller. How about another big-time pass rusher? Tom rejoins us now here on Good Morning Football. Happy New League year to you. Uh, Randy Gregory goes to the Broncos. How does he end up in Denver? How did this happen? Okay, Randy Gregory initially agreed to parameters of a new deal to stay with the Dallas Cowboys. Then when he and his agent Peter Schaefer examined the language of the contract, they learned that there was language that would void the guarantees in the deal if Gregory had another violation of the substance abuse policy, which had happened early on in his career. Now, that's included in every Cowboys contract with the exception of quarterback Dak Prescott's. However, when Gregory and his agent found out about the language, they decided to turn around and go to Denver instead. The Broncos have been engaged throughout the process, and he ends up signing the exact same deal. It is a five-year, $70 million contract with $28 million guaranteed over the first two years. A big move for the Broncos, who needed pass rush help, and it now leaves the Cowboys trying to figure out what they're going to do in terms of pass rushers. A lot of the top guys still on the market, the likes of Chandler Jones and Von 
Vaughn Miller. Cowboys would also like to retain another one of their own, Dorrance Armstrong. Okay. Mm, and it's very important to remember this is a negotiating period. It's not the first time we've seen something like this happen. There is that 4 p.m. moment today where things become official and get signed. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Tom, we appreciate you and we thank you. So the U-turn happens by Randy Gregory's now a Bronco. He chooses that over the Cowboys. What do we make of this decision? It's just kind of how it went down. In real time, I was watching it. Mike Garofolo called it a plot twist, which I think is good. We've seen these before. Frank Gore yeah. agreed to go to yep. Indianapolis and then or Philadelphia, then went to Indianapolis, and then Roger Saffold, I remember, agreed to be a Raider, then failed the physical, then went back to the Rams. Like these do happen in those little windows. Anthony Barr. Th- these do happen. The Jets and Anthony Barr, right? That was another one. Mm-hmm. This one's interesting because Gregory was upset or didn't realize, or his agent didn't realize that if he was fined for something, it voids the contract. Now it's not suspended. So Gregory has a history in the in the program with the league, and obviously that is a trigger issue for him and his agent. Every contract reportedly from our insiders, the Cowboys have signed has that language in there that if you are fined for something involving drugs or something off the field, your contract's voided. Except for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott got that removed. Now, that's nothing to say about Dak off the field. It's just that was not a part of his contract. So they had this outlier of, hey, you did it all for all the others, but Dak didn't. We don't want it either. Cowboys weren't budging. They're like, it's what we do for every player other than Dak. And then he said, okay, well, then screw it. I'll go to Denver. What happened so interestingly is that his agent, Peter Schaefer, is one of these guys that speaks with the media. So we had public statements thanking Jerry Jones and having his back for the last seven years. And I can't wait. That comes out. And then four minutes later, there's this U-turn like, actually, no, I don't like the way the contract was written. I'm going to go over here to Denver, which does not have that language in Mm -hmm. the contract. So he gets the same exact money and he goes and joins Russell Wilson in Denver in the AFC. But I thought it was a pretty cool story to see him get full circle and get that huge money from Dallas, who has had his back through all of these ups and downs of his career. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work out that way. He didn't feel comfortable mm-hmm. with the language, and he's allowed to go mm-hmm. somewhere else. That's the beauty of the legal tampering period. It's not official until it's official. This just seems so odd. Like, rarely do we see players, like, running from the star, running from America's team, running mm. from the 4 o'clock, 425 kickoff time on Fox. Like, it's happening. And look, the Cowboys, I, I think they're the front runner for the division. So, sure, Russell Wilson in Denver, yeah. I mean, we, we don't know. We think we're excited, but... This could end up being a big miss for Randy Gregory. I don't know, maybe. Or maybe the best decision he ever made. Normally, I'm reminded of National Signing Day. We'll hear some kid who faxed Alabama and then the fax didn't go through, so they take it as a sign, and he and his mother and father decide to go to LSU now. Like that stuff happens all the time. In the NFL, you don't see it, but maybe it's a lot about these contractual nuances and all the intricacies and all that. Or maybe he wants to win a Super Bowl. Sean, nobody runs from the star, get used to it. Isn't he in a better shape than he was yesterday? He's Denver Bronco with Russell Wilson. Maybe he sat courtside and he was standing there for the last play of the Cowboys season. He's like, this is a joke. Get me out of here. Maybe he is. I don't know. I know this. Cowboys fans, every single one that I I saw and that I read about are embarrassed by it. If for him, I'm I'm looking at this as, well, this was fate. This is the decision I made. I don't know. I I think he is in a much better position than he was 24 hours ago. And sometimes things will go out the way they're supposed to. Interesting. What does it mean for Von Miller and the rest of the pass rushers now? Because there was a lot of Von going back home. Yeah, Jane reported that. DeSoto, Texas, was was raised in the suburbs, has a home there. and it like The chicken farms in Texas. It's a great feel-good story. It's lovely. Like, we've heard this with the Cowboys. Every time a star, Earl Thomas is coming home. Like, (laughs) Phil, it's signed. Like, let's relax. Von Miller and the Rams, they've got a good thing going. They do have a good thing going. Von Miller over Randy Gregory.
at this 33. age. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can rely on Randy. He's also he's had a, a lot of missteps off the field. But, yeah, I'll take Von Miller. I think Von Miller is way more elusive. Mm-hmm. Randy Gregory may be a little more physical, but Von Miller is much more athletic and much more elusive. And Von, towards the end of the, I mean, it was like a sack in every game, the second half of oh, the yeah. season. Like, he became Walling more, uh, I don't know if it was just accustomed or whatever, but he had, I think, like seven sacks in the last eight games. Yeah, not just the sacks. He was walking, yeah. really walking Donovan Smith back into Tom Brady's mm-hmm. lap in that playoff game. Playing a little free agency tracker in a minute. Tom Pelissero joining us now. Good morning to you, Tom. There's some talk about one of the top available defensive free agents, Von Miller. We've talked about him all morning. Could he be heading to Dallas? Okay, Von Miller, from my understanding, has a strong market at this point. He is still waiting for the right deal. And the Cowboys are certainly among the possibilities. Now, R.J. Slater reported that the Cowboys have interest in Von, that Von has interest in the Cowboys. What I can tell you is the Cowboys are evaluating all pass rush options after losing Randy Gregory. Cowboys also focusing on potentially retaining one of their own, working toward a potential deal with Dorrance Armstrong. Let's take a look at the rest of the top defensive players who are still available at this point. Another one of the top pass rushers, Chandler Jones, remains a free agent. Another guy who is being patient right now, waiting for that right fit and the right deal. Tyron Matthew, now clearly the top safety left on the board, not expected to go back to the Chiefs after they signed Justin Reed. Marcus May, another top safety, agreed to terms last night with the Saints on a three-year $28.5 million deal. Also Bobby Wagner of the Seahawks, among the players who have already been released. He can sign at any time. All other players have to wait until 4 p.m. Eastern time today when the new league year begins to officially sign their deals. Meanwhile, we also had a big special teams edition last night. It is Jakeem Grant, the Pro Bowl return man and wide receiver, most recently of the Chicago Bears. He agreed to a three-year deal worth up to $13.8 million with the Cleveland Browns. Grant's been a second-team All-Pro each of the past two seasons with two different teams. He'll now try to make it three for three in Cleveland, okay? So fun there. Polls losing another player uh, on his roster. I think Jerry Jones should get on the phone with Von Miller and Bobby Wagner and fix up that defense and then go run the NFC East. No disrespect to your Giants, of course. Sean O'Hara, Tom, appreciate you. Plenty of big moves already this week. We've been manifesting what we want to see happen. Let us know what you think at GMFB. And there's still so much talent for your squad to scoop up. And with that in mind, we're going to break it down position by position called Free Agency Tracker. We're going to take a look at the top five wide receivers still on the board. NFL.com slash 101 for all this info, by the way. Throughout the day, the updates will be made. Some serious playmakers. Kyle, any landing spots in mind for one of those top guys? (laughs) Well, I've talked uh, all week and all my life basically about Alan Robinson. <laughs> yep. You're so into it. Peter, it's fine. We can we can have an honest moment it here. It would have been Christian Kirk otherwise. I think it's an interesting it. thing that you are bored by Alan Robinson talk because I think some of the teams are too. Odell Beckham Jr. is fascinating because he's injured. But I want to talk about a guy who we used to build the show around. Juju Smith-Schuster. That's one of our guys. He's out there. He's still young. He's still good. And I love him going to Western New York and playing for the Buffalo Bills. Now this is a very loaded topic and I'll tell you why. The football makes sense because Cole Beasley's on the way out and leaving and Juju is in incredible in the slot he's productive and he kind of had that Pittsburgh style of play and he would take hits and give hits and I actually think it would work in Buffalo now there's a little bit of scar tissue because Juju did dance on the Bills logo oh, and yeah. the Bills Mafia was oh, not a huge fan in fact it was really like the uh, sort of patient zero logo and it really launched the whole movement it really did 
And I would just say that the second he scores his first touchdown and does whatever he wants in the end zone, Bills Mafia will absolutely love it and all will be forgotten. He is still a really good young player who I think maybe a couple of years ago would have cost a ton of money. And I know last year was all complicated, but Bills Mafia. Imagine he and Diggs together in the same, the personality, the talent, and then Gabe Davis. That is just another vehicle for Josh Allen to conduct his majesty. And I think you'll like the dancing too because it'll be on your side. Juju to Buffalo. Why not? We I like it. not talked about Juju once no, no. this entire week. Well done by you. Let's move to the defense, Drake's pass rush. Let's take a look. Tom Pelissier has been all over it. What do you think? Who should go where? Yeah, we've got the front seven, top five, which is edges and linebacker. I'm going with number three, Bobby Wagner. He's not only in day three of the legal tamper break, he's going into a week now because he was released last yeah. week. I'm keeping him in the division. I'm giving you a wild card team. I'd like to see Bobby Wagner go to the Arizona Cardinals. Let's go! Let's get him to Arizona. And you say, well, Arizona, what? J.J. Watt went there last year. They've got young defensive linebackers named Isaiah Simmons. And, of course, who they took last year, Zayvon Collins. Zayvon, we love him. If they're still young and figuring it out, imagine getting tutelage from Bobby Wagner and J.J. Watt. And when you add in Bobby Wagner to this defense, you give Kyler Murray another year to maybe have some success and get past that wild card round. This defense, in the last few years, has gotten so much young talent, but has also lost a lot of older talent that was really important in the locker room. And that includes a Patrick Peterson. And that includes so many of these different veteran players that they've had to let walk out the door because they had to pay other guys. Two young players, Collins and Simmons, are the future of that Arizona defense. Give me Bobby Wagner, who has dominated that division for a decade, to kind of give those guys some guidance and also be the plug in the middle. I would love to see Wagner. I might have to be on a discount. I don't think Arizona's spending all yeah. that money. But hey, we're a week into this thing. I don't know if teams are lining up to spend that much money on Bobby Wagner as it is. So Arizona, Bobby Wagner. You know what else is interesting? Offensive lines. Let's of take course. a look at some three agents here. Who do you got? Who sticks out? Where do you want them to go? Well, look, we've been talking about Mr. T, I feel like, for a week now. Dwayne Brown is an interesting one because he's 37. Had a kind of an up-and-down year last year, but I think he's still got some skills left. Bozeman and, of course, J.C. Treader, who just popped on the list uh, recently from the Cleveland Browns. But I'm going to go with Trent Brown right now. Okay. Right there at number four, I'm still a little bit surprised and miffed about what's going on in New England. They just traded Shaq Mason down to Tampa. Trent Brown is unsigned. And when I would turn on the film on Monday morning and I would watch this Patriots offensive line just road grading people, it was always right behind Trent Brown. It was yeah. Trent Brown and Michael Onwenu, and they were just steamrolling guys, just knocking guys back into the end zone. It didn't matter if it was on the 40-yard line or the one-yard line where some teams have really struggled to punch the ball in from. Said teams, how about my G-men? How about the New York Giants? Look, they've been begging for a tackle. Do you, Sean? Somebody. This guy can block the sun. All right, Trent block Brown. You were talking the about the Dallas Cowboys. I was. All these great pass rushers. Yes. And how, oh, my goodness. They might even get Vaughn Miller. Somebody's got to block these fools. And I think if you're the Giants right now and you're Brian Dable, look, you've seen this guy in action. You've seen him as a divisional opponent. And you've seen what he can do to people. The Giants just signed Mark Lewinsky, one of the strongest guards in the NFL, quietly. You put him next to Trent Brown right now. Look, Saquon Barkley's not – I mean, he's going to see holes that he hasn't seen since he was at Penn State. Mm -hmm. This would be huge for the Giants. I think Trent Brown I'm, – I'm pumping him up right now for the run game. He's, he gave up one sack last year. You know how many sacks he's given up in three years? How many? Two. Two in three years. All right. The, the, the Giants given up two sacks a quarter mm -hmm. uh, the last couple of years when you look at <laughs> what's going Aww. on there up front. So give me Trent Brown. Give, give me that. They, they signed John Feliciano, go to center. Look, yeah. you've got, you got a whole new offensive line. This, we got a whole new bag, baby. G-Men, come on. Let's ro start rocking the blue for Trent Brown. Mm -hmm. I love the conviction and the passion out of you. Uh, I've become somewhat of a Steelers fan these past couple of days here during free agency. I like the Mitchell Trubisky trade. Mm. I like 
what they're doing. I think they are contenders, and I want to make the perfect move. I'm manifesting this for you, Steelers, as we look at the secondary. And there's so much talent still. Super Bowl champions, pedigree, all of it. I'm looking at Tyron Matthew. Go to Pittsburgh. Really just think about it. What is, he's 29 years old. He's playing at such a high level. He, on the field, touches the game in every way possible. He and Minka Fitzpatrick mm. together immediately, immediately, yes. Best, best safety team. Honey tandem. Badger and a mink. Yes. Well, their guy, their starting safety from last year, Edmonds, friend of the show, he is a free agent. So this is incredible. He'll make Minka better. Minka will make him awesome. And this will be a great secondary. This is a move you can make. Because you signed Mitchell Trubisky, and I think this is one that Steelers fans would warmly embrace. Your thoughts, guys? Matthew to the Steelers. I like it, because I think they're going to have to win games 20 to 17. I, I don't think the Steelers' offense is going to put up a lot of points, and so him and Mika back there is intoxicating as hell. It's I really like it. Perfect. If you're what back you there and you're watching T.J. Watt work, like, that's yeah. pretty I was ah! also intrigued that the Ravens went with Marcus Williams as their signing when Honey Badger was on the board, and they choose the other guy, the, the Ravens-Steelers rivalry. That would be interesting. 29 years old. Affects the game on every level. Get him back there with Minka. I would love it. Here we are on the first day of the new league year, 4 p.m. Eastern. All of those contracts become official. We've seen some U-turns throughout the years. One yesterday, so we'll get to all of that right here at the breakfast table. Welcome to GMFB, Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Sean O'Hara. I'm Kay Adams. It is March 16th, and we've got lots to talk about. Some teams were a little quieter than we expected. Who has been the biggest head-scratching team so far this week? Okay, we've talked so much about the AFC West, and uh, that division right now is on fire. Every team is getting loaded up. They're, they're gearing up for a huge battle, a huge showdown this season, except for the Raiders. They're, you're a 10-win team. You, you, you made the playoffs. I get it. But they're doing nothing. They're standing pat right now. Everybody around you is getting better. Khalil Mack is now uh, with the Chargers. You got Russell and Denver. And yet the only signing they really had is that they signed Mad Max. They signed, re-signed Crosby, which they should have. But I'm just, I'm waiting and I'm, I'm saying, all right, Josh McDaniels, you, you got to give him something to work with here. Josh Jacobs, as dangerous as he is, the, look, the run game wasn't great. Uh, they lost some games last year that they shouldn't have lost. Zay Jones is in Jacksonville right now. I, I think if you're a Raiders fan, you're saying like, hey, what's going on? Like everybody's taking, they're lapping us right now in the division. Like we haven't brought anybody to the table. We need some improvement here for Derek Carr. He's, he's a competent, he's a very good quarterback. He's won some big games. Let's give him a little more mm-hmm. ammo here. I think it's interesting with the Raiders because obviously, Henry Ruggs isn't stepping on the field. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller's your tight end. Hunter Renfro had this great season, but like, who's your number one wide receiver? And Question. there's actually a lot of wide receivers available. Yeah. Are they waiting this out and saying, all right, wait for the prices to drop? Because, I mean, you guys watch the Raiders. They want to throw the ball, especially Josh McDaniels, but I don't see any. Brian Edwards, your number two. Like, I just would have liked to have seen them go in the Allen Robinson direction or them go maybe Juju, but. Maybe they will. We got a lot of time left, and that brings us to the Colts. Here's what I will say about the Indianapolis Colts they are a really strong organization, and we like their GM, Chris Ballard, and he has a competitive team every year without doing crazy things. And he sticks his draft picks, and he puts a good product on the field, and that's great. And yet, I don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be. And I don't know if they do. They have so much to spend and so much they can do. And that is kind of their MO that they just don't. It becomes this thing like when you play Uno and you have a whole hand of wild cards that you're holding on to because you want to end the game. No, no, no. Just play those things sometimes. You have three and you have a wild plus four. Like you have... 
play the cards. Because if you play the game of just joking aside, card game references aside, who is their starting quarterback week one, 2022? And here's just a few candidates. They have to have a starting quarterback. Bring it up. So is it Jimmy? Is James? Is I mean, is it Marcus Mariota? Is it the draft? The draft in which they don't have a first-round pick because that first-round pick went to Carson Wentz, who's now with the Commanders. So there's not like, and it's not even if it was a quarterback robust draft, they still don't have it. And now this is obsolete. Is it Baker Mayfield? Is it Matt Ryan? I just don't know who it is. And there's a lot of if, if ands, and buts about so many teams, but none of those teams have all of this wealth and no quarterback. If we say there's teams that have quarterbacks and don't, and those are the only two times, I don't even know what the plan is. Sure, there is one, but there I can't think of a more mysterious, enigmatic team at this time of year at that position than the Colts. I have faith in them, but God, I would love an answer. I don't know. It's been five years since they've had a quarterback back-to-back season, so we'll see what they do. Uh, the team that I think almost bailed them out of this Carson Wentz contract is the Washington Commanders. And I wasn't here last week when the trade went down, but like Indianapolis let it be known that we're not playing with this guy next year. And Washington not only traded a pick to get him, but they also took on the whole contract. I'm still scratching my head on this one. New logo, new feel, new everything. And like... Mm. Is anyone doing flips for Carson Wentz? And I know you can say, well, he's 29 years old. He's still six foot five. If you get the upstairs fixed and you give him some confidence and you maybe tell him he's the best and you don't give him competition, maybe then he's going to go and thrive. But like if Frank Reich couldn't get the best out of Carson Wentz, who had not only Frank Reich, but also Press Taylor, who was his assistant quarterbacks coach in, in Philadelphia, but then came on because he was a Wentz guy. Yeah, and was no, gonna, no. Like, I don't know. So they take on the $29 million. You bring him on. And then they lost good players this week. Like, mm. J.D. McKissick was good last year for them, and he didn't cost a ton to bring back. Tim Settle was good for them. Like, they lost guys. They didn't bring anyone else on. And Carson Wentz is now the face of this new logo. And I don't know many Washington fans who are doing flips. Now, I trust Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew have a plan, and this is what they believe gives them the best chance. And maybe after going through a year of the rotating door at their quarterback position, hey, Carson Wentz is a known quantity, and he was a former number two overall pick. And just wait till Scott Turner gets his hands on him. But gosh, I look around the league, and if there's a team, I'm like, the last, like, like the least, like, I feel like it's Washington right now. I'm not sure whether or not that was the big swing, or they were the team mm -hmm. who maybe should have waited till free agency, seen how things shook out, and maybe they get Baker Mayfield, or they mm -hmm. get Matt Ryan, or maybe they even get a quarterback like Garoppolo, mm -hmm. but instead they jumped at that Carson Wentz trade, and I don't know if there were 30 other teams jumping right. for Carson well, Wentz. Well, there was the Russell moment. Wilson thing, too, right? I mean, that, that's what you they hear. They went that, for him? Because that makes sense. Oh, my gosh, here's the commanders. Well, Russell Wilson. Wanted. It didn't happen. Mm -mm. So, Carson Wentz, here we go. Yeah. I feel bad for Niners fans who are just in purgatory right now. What are we doing? I think a lot of them want a little closure. They want to see what is their quarterback situation? Why is Jimmy Garoppolo still on a roster? Because in years past, we've seen these deals, these trades happen early. We've seen Super Bowl week, Matthew Stafford, Alex Smith in recent years, right? These guys get dealt, and yet Jimmy G is still around. And I, I bring up the Deshaun Watson angle of it to Kyle earlier is because I think that's part of it. It's where what happens with him that sort of dictates a little bit where Jimmy G is going to go. It throws a bit of a wrench in the whole saga. And I can't imagine any Jimmy G suitors pulling that trigger unless they know where Deshaun Watson is going, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Have you heard anything on this front, though? There's also the wrench of the shoulder injury that was really tough for this one. But this is a, a team that wants to move on. This is a team that wants to be excited about what's going on. Do we have to wait for the trade about 1,000 or what's going that, on? We'll bring it up again later okay, in the show, good. too, I think, because 
The Jimmy deal, it's like, all right, well, you know, he's most likely not coming back. He's $25 million. Get him off the books. We can spend that money elsewhere. That was the, the Niners fans thinking. But I also think they're waiting for the seats to be filled so they can get the best out because some team is going to be desperate for Jimmy G after this week. Once Watson's filled and once we see where some of the other guys are, it might be the last seat at the carousel and that might be the Jimmy suitor. But it is a little odd that we've waited now this many days and we haven't had a Jimmy trade because they couldn't spend that money in free agency. They, the $25 million is just not going to those top talent. You know Niners fans. They want to be excited. They want closure. Yeah. Is there- They want money. They want to be able to spend that money. Right. They can't right now. What would Triggs. you tell those Niners fans? Just relax. Hang tight. Just hang tight. Okay. Triggs, let's talk about the, a tr- a tr- in order for a trade to become official, there's got to be a, some sort of physical. Like Jimmy just had surgery, right? So, like, yeah. even if you wanted to trade for Jimmy G right now, it's like, a big obstacle. can he even pass the physical? And then, like, what, do you just kick that kid down the road and say when he's ready to pass the physical? Then it becomes- Sure. Uh, I don't think they're going to wait, though, until he's ready because the surgery already happened and his shoulder won't be ready until probably July. Right. So, you're taking the risk either way. And you're yes, taking the risk on damaged goods. Well, you're going to yeah, see how the surgery went. Big deals coming down the line, right? That's what happens after we get off the air. The second we get off the air is a flurry of action in the NFL. That's what we've learned the last three days. And we want that. We want trades. We want signings, and they're going to happen. How about Tyron Matthew? Where is he going? I just have Stephon Gilmore some B-roll of him. So many studs, offensive, defensive, to round out your teams and give them the best chance at lifting that Lombardi. Our agency kicks off officially at 4 p.m. Eastern. What does that mean? It's the beginning of the new league year. Uh, kiss your loved ones and make a resolution and... Ride out into That's Super Bowl heaven. Right? Like, no. Bobby I Wagner think, at 10? Like, no, nah, I mean. I, actually, yeah, it is. That's a rank? It's, yes, it is. It's a, there's a complete list at NFL.com slash top 101 where they had the free agents and they ranked them Armstead still leading the pack. And he was like that from the jump. So we'll see where guys go. We'll be on the lookout today. And uh, I'm just happy to welcome Dr. Swap, not Swab. Dr. Swap is back. Hello, Could everybody. Be I'm Hello. Dr. Swap. I brought out my trade bot machine earlier today, and I make trades happen. And that is why I'm in this outfit for the finals. Let's get some action today. Let's see some trades. Is it going to be Garoppolo? Is it going to be Watson? Are we going to see Matt Ryan move because the Falcons are going to be in on Watson? I'll say this in all seriousness. I think there's going to be a lot of action on the Deshaun Watson front today. Okay. I think once we get into that 4 p.m. window, I think we're going to know either A, which team he wants to go to, or B, what other teams are involved. Atlanta has yet to solidify the meeting, but I'm told it will happen. They will get that meeting. So Atlanta will get their meeting before any decision is made. But I wouldn't be shocked if by 5 o'clock today or tomorrow we have an answer on this because we know the team's involved. We know the trade offers, at least the Texans do. And we know which teams he's willing to go to based on what he has his preferences for. So is he a Saint? Is he a Panther? I don't know. But gosh, it's time. It's ready. Let's get a trade going here in the NFL. And let's turn the new page. New Leaf 2022. Any preference for you where he goes from? I don't know about preference. I still think that there may be someone running out of the dressing room. Okay. You know, I, I'm still making the point that there's just so many teams that should be interested in him based on how good he is. It could be anybody. It, it, this afternoon, oh my gosh, did you know that he's meeting with, with Philly or with the Raiders, with anybody who doesn't have like just a set turnkey quarterback situation would not surprise me. And they should, by the way, I think. And I think they will. But we still haven't seen any movement. And that's been the kind of one of the, the, the motifs here in the second half of the show is that nothing has happened. I'm trying to look at some of these names. I'm trying to figure out why. So let's take a look at the names. So, Look at the name, sir. Sure. Whether you're talking about Bobby Wagner or Chandler Jones or Von Miller or Gilmore, all great players, all probably have played their best football. Now, I say that respectfully. That doesn't mean they can't play more good football. But, you know, you, you, you take this in contrast to what happened with Christian Kirk, who was signed this huge deal on promise and potential in the future. 
you know, some of these guys up here, as much as we like them and they sell jerseys, and some of them are Hall of Famers. This is the lesson for next year. We do this every year. I, I said it on what do you Monday. Mean? I'm like, the young guys are going to get paid. The first guys are going to get paid are the young guys. And then the last, and yet, time and time again, we do these lists and we're like, Chandler Jones, like, we get it. They're the best players based on your name. But, like, as far as who's going to be the first free agent sign, that's a different conversation mm-hmm. altogether. I'll tell you, Von Miller, I, he doesn't look like he's losing a step at all. Like, you look at the way he played in the playoffs. In the he looked Super really Bowl. good. Like, I, I don't Kyle's know thinking two years from now, though. I yeah. know. And also, like, we haven't said this name much. I just, this is fact. Odell. Patrick Peterson? Yeah. Patrick Peterson, Peterson might go to the Hall of Fame. He's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Odell's tough because it's because he's coming off the injury. Yeah, it's super it's complicated. So late. Like, it's February. Mm-hmm. Like, guys don't tear their ACL in February. Yeah, in the Super Bowl. season training. Yeah, that's... But he was great before that. So, anybody want to take a dive at that thing? Yeah, probably. Let's take two on that. Complicated. Season. Very complicated. No matter. But you like this more than the draft. Yeah. <laughs> so, you're saying all these things, but you still Somebody prefer just got this signed. to the draft. I don't like draft picks, but I like the draft as an event. Of course. He's got safety goggles on. Running back. All right, we'll be back. Darius Williams, breaking news. Let's go. Tomorrow. And Deshaun signs with. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.